Hi, I'm Chris from Gears and Queers. And I'm Chris from Sparkplug TV. And this, this is Fun Girly Car Time. Oh my god, hello. Um, hi. Hi. How are you, mother? <laughs> uh, anxiety is up today. <laughs> and how is that different from any other day? That's so, that is the truth. That is the truth. Um, how are you? I just got my hair cut. I am at my most powerful. Um, I also turned 30 on Friday, which is two days from now. So I will die. Um, I will be dead. So, um, <laughs> yes, because the minute I turned 30, I died. You, you don't, you're not real anymore. Let's be, let's be honest. Like you, <laughs> I'm not relevant anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you're, I, I feel like I ask you this every 10 seconds. You're 32. Yes. I'm 32. <gasps> and and you're always here to remind me. <laughs> I definitely like have been playing because I generally have friends that are older than me. I'm so mature. And you so, have like, a lot I, of friends that are older than you, actually. I just like it's become this sick little thing that I do where I make fun of them for being older than me, which is like <laughs> really fucked up. So it's just like, it's like, oh, my God, I'm so you're so old. I'm so young. And it's just like maybe that's why going into 30 is going to knock my ass down like 17 pegs because I'm going to actually have an age that begins with a three and not a two like I have for the past nine and a half 9.9 years. Yeah. <laughs> Profound. Profundity. Um, Profundity? Uh, yeah, that's a word. <laughs> is I just, yes! Profundity? A uh, hundred... I, I have to Google this. Oh my god, it is. Yeah, girl. <laughs> I write articles. I'm a journalist. <laughs> Did you use profundity in your... Oh, by the way, congratulations, Miss Hot Car. She's published now. Isn't that... You know what's so funny now that, now that we're here and we're gay and we're together uh, and, and we just said hot fused cars... Fused at the pussy. And we're fused at the bus... Excuse you, bussy. We're fused at the bunt. <laughs> do you call it that? Like, do you... A bunt? We're going to take a... We're going to take a sidestep. But what, what, I need to know. I desperately need to know. When you are intimate with somebody... Um, do you do you call it? Do I'm you call quitting it this. I'm quitting this pod. Do you call it your bunt? This the, the girls need to know. Why do people watch us if not to know what you call your butthole during sex? <laughs> I've I have <laughs> I can't even this. It's something weird, ain't it? That's why he won't say it. No, no, no. It's God. I hope my mom doesn't listen to this episode. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> Susan, you can blame me. It was my idea. Um. But I don't. Re I just call it my hole. I don't really. I, I just say my hole. And some people don't like the word hole. Mm. I think bunt is weird. That's the one that I've only heard recently. I've never. I. You're the only person I've heard bunt from. Did I make it up on accident? No, I saw it in like a tweet or something. It's like butt cunt. I like how I hesitated <laughs> to say the word cunt as if we haven't said it in every episode but, since we've recorded. But the but the way the way that that sounds, it just makes me think of a bunt cake with icing on it. <laughs> oh, well, bunt cakes do have holes, right? And they also have cream on it, icing on it. <laughs> so cars, 
So you're driving the Chevrolet tracks today, right? <laughs> and they'll never give it to me again after this episode. <laughs> we were singing her praises in our last episode. We were we were talking about how the Chevrolet tracks, specifically the 2024 Chevrolet tracks slash Buick and Vista uh, mm. combination, mm-hmm. has taken the relatively affordable vehicle world by storm and and this week you have the 2024 tracks and you've you've already driven the invista yeah a wonderful man named mario dropped off the 2024 chevrolet tracks rs after picking up the buick invista st and oh back to back yeah i've had that i'm having them back to back yeah and the differences are subtle but noticeable um Mm. They're they're interesting. Um, the Buick and Vista is an outright sportback. Like it literally looks like like um, like the GLE coupe. Like yeah, you know, it's very or coupe the roofline. It's very coupe roofline. Um, whereas the Trax just looks like a like a unibody, like just a standard with like a coupe aspects, but it's got. It has the Trax has a back windshield wiper where the Invista does not, and the interesting yeah, and then the uh, dashboard is a little bit different where it has the same screen sizes and layouts, but mm-hmm. the the font of the gauges are different, and it has a tachometer in the um, in the Chevy version, which I guess elicits sportiness. Um, even though they both had a gear selector in the low mode, it has. They both have low modes. You're telling me and that the, the Invista does not have a tachometer. It does not have a single thousand RPM. It does not have one one thousandth RPM. It won't show you at all. At all, it is this like curved, like crescent wave looking thing for the speedometer, and that's it. And then you've got like the oil temp and the gas. And then you've got, and then that's it. And it's just very, it's almost so minimal. I, I don't like it. I don't like the gauge cluster in the Invista. I think that the Trax has a better interior. Bless you, Ranger. I think that the Trax. That was a Lenny. <laughs> I like the, I like the Trax's interior better than the Invista's, even though the Invista does have more luxurious niceties to it. Mm. But the, but the, Trax's, especially the RS's interior, I kind of like the way that it looks better. But I like the, I like the Invista's exterior more because I think that I think that the Trax's is, is too busy, and then the the Buick's is is minimalist, like just enough. You're like, okay, so I love that you built these two cars. I want the outside of one and the inside of the other. And I don't think that's that hard to do. <laughs> It probably isn't. It kind of makes me think of how, like, with the Mark IV, I feel I knew somebody or I worked with somebody in high school who, for some reason, owned a Mark IV Jetta and a Mark IV Golf. They were two different colors. Okay. Swapped the front ends on them because people do that. They put the Jetta front end on a Golf Mm -hmm. and the Golf front end on a Jetta. And I'm like, they're different colors. It looks fucking stupid. But like, I, I have to imagine that these two vehicles being on the same platform, they probably they probably have like the capability of doing stuff like that. Like, I I saw something get posted. I forget where um, that you can take the um, 
that fold up shifter out of an F-150 and it's plug and play mm-hmm. into a Maverick. Like you can take that rotary dial shifter out that whole really? assembly and you can literally just plug in. I'm not sure like the, the stick shift, like not a stick, but like the, the more traditional upright shifter from the F-150 and, ju- and just plug it in. It just works because, you know, electrical architecture or whatever. But so I, wow. I have to imagine that that's possible with the tracks in the Invista. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, or that you could like look, unlock like programming for like a tachometer, a concept. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I don't imagine. I guess maybe maybe the thought process of, of the thought process of like the the developers of of those cars is that like you know maybe the Chevy owner wants to like go fast and so they want to see where the red line is. I don't know. I. <sighs> I have opinions, shocker, about that. Even if I'm in an automatic, even if I have no desire to, like, you know, put it into a manual mode, if I'm just letting her do her thing and drive, I want to know the engine speed. And, like, especially as your car gets older and sometimes it doesn't idle right, like, it's really helpful to see, like, things like that, right? And I just, I don't know, like, um, I think one of the things that people despise like CVT transmissions for is the fact that they don't like the engine does not rev in the same way as it does with like a fixed gear ratio transmission. Right? No, because it it revs. So sorry. It revs so high. And then it just like drops the RPMs once it gets up to speed. Yeah. Right. It's it's not the same like experience. It's not like rise, fall, rise, fall. Like, so people clearly appreciate the theater of that right like there is something to that that people enjoy and that's why like even even non-car people can be put off by a cbt they're like why does it sound like it's mooing because it just kind of like you know they, they started making them sound they started making them act a little bit more like fixed gear transmissions lately are you God, okay why does it sound like it's mooing it is mooing it is it is mooing. it's like moo. like when they were first becoming mainstream, it was worse like that, right? Like, it's not really the case anymore. You know, I, I all of this to say that I, I want to see the engine speed. I'm nosy. I'm also nosy. I want to know. I mean, yeah. Also, I'd love, I love how I was going to make a point about hot cars, and then you immediately sidetracked into buttles, <laughs> and then we never finished that thought. Well. I was like, so hot cars, have... and you were like, so what do you call your hole? <laughs> <laughs> because i was like because i was like because we're here and we're gay and we're and then you were like you were fused by our pussies and then that's how that but what you know i was what? Wanting, <laughs> you please go right ahead but what i was wanting to say is that it's at it's apropos and that is also a word it is apropos i've heard that one okay great that i am working for a publication referred to as hot cars it's not i'm not working for motor trend i'm not working for car and driver i'm working for hot cars hot cars hotcars.com 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 bunt cars i'm fired i'm getting fired (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna cite me specifically as the reason you've been fired they're like that faggot (laughs) have we said faggot on this pod hello we say faggot every episode. <laughs> okay, look, I I have admittedly slept poorly the last two nights because mm. two nights ago 
It was storming very badly, and my large oh, yeah. beast of a dog was terrified by it. Last night, I'm not even sure if I told you this, last night at 1 a.m. I was awoken by the sound of a tree falling, and then it knocked the power out until 5 a.m. Mm. So then I'm just sitting there in like, it's already kind of quiet where I live, and then there was no noise, and it's just like, I'm alone with my thoughts. When the power came back on at 5 a.m., I have like smart bulbs throughout most of the house and their default when they're, they lose power and comes back on is full brightness. So I woke up to the light of God herself at 5 AM when everything came back on. And then guess what? The best part, the internet was still out. They had to come repair that, that, and they hadn't repaired that yet. So then I had to go flip light switches like a fucking Neanderthal because it wouldn't respond because there was no internet. And I was like, you know what? Maybe just maybe there's something to this, this, this dumb bulb thing. Uh, it, it definitely caused me to think about the, the profundity of, no, of you that know, period. You know, you know, what is so funny about, that whole thing is that you weren't a Neanderthal. You were actually Kim Kardashian in a colonial woman meme where she's wearing the colonial. Have you ever seen that word? It's like, yes, yes. It's like a meme where she's like in a colonial woman's dress, like standing next to a tree where it's like, when I go to the bathroom without my iPhone, when I, (laughs) when I have to flip on the light switches in my house instead of use my voice. I, I will not touch a light switch. And that was that was a crime. I just want to walk into a room and yell at some robot to do things for me. Did you ever watch that Disney Channel show Smart House or something? What was that? It was a, yes. not a show. It was a movie. Yes. It was a movie. Uh, I think it was Smart House or Smart. Home. I think it was like Smart House or something. I and even like though that movie terrified had like a me. CRT TV in the wall. Yes. And even though when she got angry, that terrified me. And that was like, oh, my God, singularity is going to kill us all. And I was like eight. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I still wanted it. <laughs> like, even though this is kind of scary, I kind of like, want this it. This is dope. The yeah. floor sucks up things, which oh my I, God, I forgot about that, that was possible. So yeah. we have a special guest on the pod today, huh? We do. We have Marcus Chung joining us today, a uh, self-proclaimed on their Instagram bio, BMW safety engineer. Um, So we're going to have Marcus join us here in a minute, and we're going to make him regret that. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) All right, we'll be be right back. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, Marcus Chung is here with us today. Uh, Welcome, Marcus. We are so happy to have you here on Fungerly Car Time. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So, Marcus, uh, we were just kikiing a little bit before uh, joining back into the call. You work for BMW, noted German automaker. And uh, as I understand it, your role is safety engineer. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that role is? What is your title at BMW? Yeah, um, they kind of put me in a car once a week and they just run it into a wall and kind of see how <laughs> With you see how I do. <laughs> She's the crash dummy. I am. Yeah, I am the big dummy. Um, <laughs> Um, She's got lots of head God, starting off with jokes, Marcus. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, so uh, it's a small group of us. We're technically in homologation, so it's not really that sexy, I guess. But um, I serve kind of as the representative for the U.S. market in the homologation, like safety homologation space. Specifically, like you've heard of NHTSA, National Highway Traffic Safety Absolutely, Administration. Yes. You've heard of IHS. Um, Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. So I serve as the representative for the company when when we have tests with them, any like research opportunities, formal requests from the government. I help handle paperwork and stuff. But yeah, I think the most interesting thing is on the development side, you know, Munich will sometimes come to us and just ask us, hey, you know, this is a car that we're working on for X years mm -hmm. later um do you think this design is okay um do like you think crash worthiness crash worthiness yeah i handle some of the crash avoidance stuff but <clears throat> i'm not 100 percent sure how familiar you are with all the terms because it is quite a learning curve but i do i mean i reached out to you because i i i appreciate that you are a safety advocate so yeah we do we do love safety here um you know what's so, something i think is you're a safety I mean, advocate i'm on prep <laughs> <laughs> i don't even remember what i was about to say um oh no 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 you you asked um if we were familiar with the terms so uh, probably not but something that i wanted to you maybe have heard us talk about this before i became freakishly obsessed with crash test videos after in 2016 i was in a pretty serious car accident with my 1985 porsche 944 so oh i know this about you yeah no airbags like you know a vehicle designed in the 70s it was an 85 okay i hit someone that ran a stop sign at about 35 yeah like 35 40 miles an hour hmm. and the entire front end of that vehicle, which was already like, it had like a pretty long snoot, right? Like it was yeah. pretty, like a pretty nose heavy vehicle, totally yeah. crumpled, but like the doors did not bend. The windshield barely had a crack in it. Like despite having no airbag, like I walked away with like a concussion and like a minor chest contusion. And mm. um, my thumb did catch the steering wheel because I was honking because Oh, okay. Um, when I saw the other car was about to, you know, pulverize. <clears throat> yeah. But no, after that, um, I had never been in such a serious collision. Like I'd been in like a fender bender before. Yeah. And I became fascinated, like in a disturbing, sick way with crash test videos. And so like, um, yeah. I would tell my friends, I'm like, your car got a two, like you need to get a different one. Like it was, it was like so unhealthy. One thing I would be so fascinated to learn I guess like what you and your role at BMW is, is like, um, what are like, are there any major pushes from the government agencies? Like, is there anything that cars these days are so much better at? Because, you know, I'm, I crashed a car in a violent way from 1985, right? Like yeah. I cannot, I have to imagine that would be just a completely different story in like a brand new BMW, a brand new anything, but yeah, I've talked enough. I would love to hear a little bit more from you about that. Well, so, I mean, it, I, I love that you mentioned the crash test videos because that's how I got into it as well. I got into all of this because I remembered watching these YouTube videos. And when I was looking for internships, I was like, 
that sounds interesting. Maybe I'll just send out an email, right? <laughs> I ended up badgering them for an internship, but uh, I ended up interning at IHS and got to see where they film all of it, and it was awesome. So that's oh, the cool. actual crash test. Yeah, yeah. So that was my first internship. I wow. Like one of the first tests I saw was the Chrysler Pacifica. <laughs> okay. This bright red Pacifica. Like the Wait, minivan the, one, not the... Yeah, yeah oh, the minivan one. one. Yeah, uh, in 2018, oh, okay. yeah. So I, I, IHS is a very special place in my heart. So uh -huh. I'll actually go with that. So sure. your car didn't have... It was a frontal crash, right? It was. I. They were moving probably at like 30 miles an hour, did mm -hmm. not stop. So I hit them. And then I spun around almost 180 degrees. Ah, uh, okay. But I T-boned them in the driver's side. Okay, I see. Yeah, so, I mean, that was a side impact for them, right? So, mm -hmm. I think front airbags, I think the 944 was the first vehicle to have standard production front airbags, but starting in 87. Great for me. <laughs> you just missed it. Um, That's a fascinating fact. I never knew that about the. Wow, what a full, what a full circle I, moment for you. Yeah, you got you were a little off, but I have um, all of the brain damage and none of the none of the face cushion. <laughs> um, but side impact, yes. I mean, you had the crumple zone in in the front to mm -hmm. keep you safer in that situation. Side impacts are quite severe because obviously you're right next to right the um so and doors are really not that thick it doesn't seem like even today like they don't really seem they're thick not enough but to... it's pretty impressive what they've done especially i mean you really rely on the b pillar but um yeah. so ihs they started testing side impact um i think in 2002 and back then that seems late <laughs> It is a little late, right? <laughs> wow. Um, but I believe NHTSA. So NHTSA is the is the government body, right? And they uh -huh. have the regulations called the Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standards (FMVSS). I've heard of that. Yeah, that's how they're getting. They're using that law to ban K cars in Georgia. Are they? The uh, the JDM imports. Yeah, they're using FMVSS. I said that correctly. Yeah, the, because they were yeah. never intended to comply. Okay. K cars as in kit cars? K, K E I. Like the like little, the, the baby. AB baby ones coming yeah. from Japan, the city cars. Oh, I mean, technically, oh, if they're yeah, 25 yeah, yeah. years old, they, they don't have to comply to, to the FMVSS. That's the, the whole. Georgia going Georgia, you know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you were saying, I'm sorry. Well, so FMVSS is very, it's the bare minimum. That's what you have to meet in order okay. to be able to sell the car. Okay. So I believe there were side impact regulations then, but IHS always tries to step it up and say mm -hmm. they were like, well, people are still getting injured, so we need to do something more. So we're going to uh, impact at a higher speed with a larger barrier. That was when they highlighted that you need head protection in side impacts. So they like curtain, like for, curtain airbags. They help push for curtain airbags because one of the first tests, the dummy head literally smashed into the hood of the the Ford Explorer, and oh like, you, you never think, yeah, yeah, because it's right at the window, right? So <laughs> side curtain airbags didn't exist back then, so they pushed for that, right? So. Um, oh, like, that, that, I'm point. thinking. I'm thinking frontal. I'm sorry. I was like, you're oh, thinking oh, head going through the windshield yeah. or something. Yeah, no. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, 
No, like that's it's the insane. other car that's T-boning. It, yeah, okay, no. got it. <laughs> no. um, we're tracking, we're tracking. So then just a couple of years ago, while I was interning, they had done some studies and, you know, the rating system at IHS is good, acceptable, marginal, poor. Mm -hmm. And I think oh, yeah. almost all vehicles rated by the late... 2010s, most of them were getting good ratings. But based on real world data, there were still a lot of people getting injured or killed in good rated cars. So there's mm. something wrong, right? Or right. the standard like isn't high enough, even though they still meet the government requirement. What they did was they then started doing research on, okay, well, cars are getting bigger now. People are buying bigger cars. Um, people are driving faster. Cars are heavier. So we need to up the test. They launched that program... 21 22 so pretty recently pretty recent yeah okay but most cars when they started the program started getting pores right P cars that were getting good on the old program were getting pores because wow. they, they upped the, the speed they upped the the weight like it was it so, just became harder to pass because it was more mass faster like right well, but it sounds it like to closely relate the exactly, real world okay exactly okay. So, um, yeah, that's that's how we try to push for, wow. for better cars on the road. Right. But I mean, yeah, technically all these cars meet the minimum requirement. They're allowed to be sold in the U.S. Yeah. So can I, can I ask a question? The so I recently we were talking about I just recently started doing journalistic work, like editorial work for uh, hot cars. And oh, yeah, I am congrats. required Thank you. Um, and I am required to, in a lot of my car buyer's guide, I have to do NHTSA and IIHS uh, information okay. in my stuff. And I actually just recently have been kind of more involved in like watching the, the videos and stuff. And like, I just recently wrote an article on an X5M and relevant. Rel oh, yeah. And um, the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the X5 had a four out of five. Uh, for I think frontal crash. Mm, mm -hmm. um, so what I mean, like what constitutes like why? I mean, because that's such a I small margin. Huh? <laughs> why did I not get fired? No, yeah, that's yeah. not what I was ensuing. Get all fives, you suck. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what Miss Cleaver is saying. Or I guess, or Miss Cleaver, if I'm understanding the question correctly, you're asking like, what is the difference between a five and a four in this like scoring yeah, system? Yeah, like what what constitutes yeah. a five rather than a four? Because that's such a small margin that it's like, yeah, they base the ratings on more than just the dummy injury uh, criteria. Mm -hmm. So they will also rate you on kinematics. So um, let's say if the dummy's head moves a certain way, or the the vehicle doesn't, or um, the restraints don't, I guess, direct its energy in a certain way, then they can ding you for that. They also measure wow. the structure of the vehicle. Um, so all of that, like those three criteria go into a rating for IHS. For NHTSA. So they'll measure, sorry, they'll measure, oh, yeah. they'll measure the, 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 like how much the, the vehicle crumpled at what yeah. part, like, yeah. and, and based off of the, kinetics of the way that the dummy also exerted like force um more so how it moved so in the case okay. of a small overlap test because the vehicle is not because it's angled right then yeah there's a lot um if the restraints aren't working as well as they could be then your dummy 
head can slip between they can they can slip between the the cracks of the airbags and they can hit the the trim piece right um <laughs> I'm or, like horrified. <laughs> no but i mean and Final what's interesting is now they uh, i just just started a rear occupant test where they include a rear occupant in the frontal moderate overlap test Really, and they've been finding that some vehicles. I mean, for the most part, you mainly care about on the loading situation where you're moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. But on the rebound, the dummy's head is going under the curtain and hitting the back. <laughs> so you know what? I just learned a, a word recently. Like, yeah, yeah. I learned the word submarining. I know you yeah. know what that means. Yeah, yeah. Miss yeah. Kluver, have you heard that before? Is it where a bunch of billionaires go in a small submersible? Oh, I had an ocean go- gate. I was just gonna say. <laughs> I uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um is it is it a sniffy is it a sniffy's term? What is I mean, it's below the belt. Technically. Yeah. Well, uh, so okay, yeah. I'll, I'll do how about Oh, I so I was on to something. So you so I was on to something. Yeah. I'm going to describe it as poorly as I understand it and I would like you to tell me what it actually means. So I want I can't remember what I was reading about, but it was I think it was a recall that a certain type of vehicle had a tendency, the term submarining being that like your body slides under the lap belt mm-hmm. in the <gasps> collision inst- instead of being restrained by it, right? Yep. So like instead no. of the, the, the belt like holding you, you kind of like slide under it. Um, oh, I yeah. hate and, that. Yeah. Right. Well, the image is kind of disturbing. Yeah, but if people <laughs> submarine, right, then the belt is loading not on your pelvis, but on your internal organs, right, on your soft tissue. So that's that's oh actually where a lot of rear occupants will get injured. That's how they get injured. Is oh, that, my so is God. That, is that why this new test? Yes. Or the, 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 okay, so that's that's what we're finding. One of the large – yeah, one of the large reasons why they're they're doing the test. It's also, I guess, head excursion, so how far the belt lets, lets out to let you move forward, honey, right? If it honey, lets out excursion. too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about like displacement from like where you're like in an upright position and then like, I guess, like how far forward you go. And yeah, I mean, if if the belt lets out too much, then you can hit the front seat. Right. And there's no bag in there in front of you. Marcus, this has been the most this has been the most informative (laughs) and terrifying episode we've ever had. No, no, I'm I'm living for it, but I'm also horrified. Me too. All I can think about is like oh my a 25-year-old car. Like well, okay. <laughs> it's it's for me, it's it's really weird, right? Because you think of like, okay, well, sometimes these tests, the test results can really vary if your dummy setup was maybe, I don't know, the the head was tilted two degrees, right? Oh. So like, so like, like it's it could be very finicky. So uh, like, like the control of, for the experiment, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there, there's a okay. corridor where you can set up the dummy, but it could still be within like I don't know, however many centimeters, right? Look at so, look at me remembering basic science from, Mel- you from middle and high school. Yeah, that's you incredible. know we should change we should change our show title from Fun Girly Car Time to the Learning Channel. The <laughs> TLC baby. My favorite show on TLC is Milf Manor. <laughs> how, how how do I not know what this is? How do I not know what this is? I'm googling it right now. What the oh fuck my god! Is it is Manor. 
The only reason I know about it is because of Cody Ko, and I watch him religiously, and he was making fun of it, and it's about a fucking, a bunch of moms, and then they are, they think they're on a, a dating show, Mexico. but then their sons come out, <gasps> and they're all dating each other's sons! <laughs> it's weird! I will say, okay, I... As a girly, it's not that crazy. I watched it with some of my straight friends, and they, like, almost died. (laughs) (laughs) I Here's what I'll say. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm going to watch it. You Um, have to watch it. But I I was just so not expecting that. They're fucking each other's sons. Basically. What does that What does that look like? What does that application for that TV show look like? Like, here's my fuckable son, and I'm a milf. Yeah, and, and I'm a fuckable mom, and I'm a fuckable mom. That's what, honey. That's my grinder bio. We literally went mother. from this is this is my yeah. fault. I derailed yeah. us. I derailed yeah. us. I don't know where I we will, were. I I don't either. I said submarining. You said sniffies. Now we're talking about milfs. <laughs> <laughs> This is fun, really part time. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but no, okay, actually, to bring it slightly back on topic. I have um, no idea what we're talking about. We'll use the MILF as an example. One okay. thing that I've heard before, Marcus, is that women are traditionally ah. underrepresented in automobile crash testing, that it's usually like a male profile, like a more, I guess. But didn't that change? But wasn't that only in the 80s and 90s? Didn't that change in the 2000s? So the media really blew it up. In the past couple years, there is some truth to it, right? Mm. The main crash test dummies that are used are a 50th percentile male, which is a 5'9", 170-pound man. Mm. I'm um, not even represented. <laughs> well, you're there a fucking is a loser. 90... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. There is a 95th percentile male dummy, um, but I'm not sure... Can I ask a stupid question? What exactly does that mean? Yeah, so 95th percentile means you're nine, you're larger than 95% of the population. So 50th is right in the middle. Average, typical, median of yes. population. And yes, then we're talking exactly. about someone, you're saying there's a dummy that's uh, indicative of like a rather... 95th, yeah, more... so very large okay. man. Very interesting. Short kings. <laughs> well, yeah. n- then there's a... I guess short queens because the the other it's mostly fiftieth percentile male and a fifth percentile female, which I believe fifth. is five two and a hundred and five pounds or one hundred ten pounds. Okay, so you're testing Mariah Carey and you're testing like Charlie Puth. I don't know how is tall she five he is. two. No, <laughs> she's just, you know you know the meme. <laughs> you know who is short? Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue is like five feet tall. Really? Yes. This you see, this is what she's represented. Did you Mariah think that Carey's this is five nine? Okay. So Mariah Carey's a fiftieth percentile male. You heard it here first. <laughs> Girl, have you, get have you out seen of the here. memes? The reason I said Mariah Carey. Have you seen the memes of like the Mariah Carey skinny, where it's like she's like she's like just type, yeah, type yeah. in Mariah Carey skinny. Just yeah, just yeah. do it. Marcus I don't knows. know her. I don't know her. I used that meme yesterday. Oh. <laughs> You've never seen that meme before? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's why I was like, that's the 5th percentile woman. Oh, my God. Mariah Carey, baby. Well, it's, it's also equivalent to, I think, a 12-year-old child. So so my point is... The 12-year-old's going to Sephora. You're crash the testing. The 12-year-old's going to Sephora! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Your point, I apologize. I need drunk elephant right now. <laughs> uh, 
even though there isn't quote unquote like a 50th percentile female dummy, mm-hmm. right? Because we test with such a large range of sizes anyway, okay. that females are represented, right? But what's interesting is they're finding that, yeah, like the the gap between fatalities between men and women has, has really closed. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, okay. it's quite similar at this point. But we're discovering that women are getting more lower extremity injuries, like ankle and foot injuries, which is interesting, right? It's not like, I don't know, it's not like they're a different species. Like, But you know, this um, could be stereotypical, but it's something I've observed. When I first started driving, especially, um, okay. a lot of my female friends sat so close to the steering wheel. Like, mm-hmm. like, frighteningly they're close. shorter, right? Right. Generally, like some of them were short, or reach. some of them just like that's just what they felt comfortable with. Yeah. And I remember being like, "You're gonna die because you are like half of a fucking cheese it away from this airbag." Like, <laughs> yeah. and and it, it's, I, I can't remember. I think I like go, <laughs> half what? of a cheese it is a new metric. <laughs> you, it, you, it makes sense, right? You can envision yeah. it. I love you so much. Do you know this? I, like, you are so dumb and I love it so much. I'm so happy to fill that void in your life. What the fuck was I saying? You fill that half and cheese and void in my life. Uh, your friends sitting really close to the airbag. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I think I looked it up and it was like, you need like minimum 10 inches um, or something to like really be like, okay. It's right, about like that, our, yeah. Okay. You don't want to. So otherwise, they have to have the hung tag on grinder, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I am going to drive to Raleigh, North Carolina, and choke you. Please. <laughs> Marcus was saying. Yeah, sorry, Marcus. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. Um, ten inches. The ten inches away from the steering wheel. Oh, oh, right. Um. That's how many Cheez-Its? Um, that's at least. That's at least. I mean, that's like 50. You know what? New safety standard. You must be one hung grinder penis away from the steering wheel to not be injured by or a supplemental Jesus. restraint. Okay. Well, is, is I'd like Elon... to see this in the next... In the next IIHS, could you imagine if IIHS came out with that? Was like I want to see. I want to see a test of a BMW. I don't care what model, and I want to see it measured in dicks and cheez its. <laughs> Write this down. Write this down. All right. Good. <laughs> um, we we keep interrupting you. I'm sorry. Please go ahead. So, if you watch closely on these t- t- uh, crash test videos, mm-hmm. what's really fascinating is that you see the bag fully deployed. Some most of the time before the the head, dummy's head has even started moving, right? You wow. never want okay. to be in a situation where the bag is still inflating and you're hitting it. So you need a distance for that, right? So you're saying like, because the bag needs X amount of time to inflate. But also you don't want to be in the further. path of the inflation, right? If you're too close, it's going to blow you away. Didn't airbags used to be like really deadly, like, or had like fiberglass or something in them that were just like really unsafe? 
Am I just talking on my ass? I, I just thought of the comment you made about replacing your airbags with poppers. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> well, your body would he be quite loose. He listens to the pod. He does. I do. I he do. does. He's well versed on the whatever the fuck this is. You know what? You know what that made me think of though. Is it is it multi stage airbags? They can they can yeah. deploy with different yeah, yeah, yeah. force levels now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that didn't used to be a thing. Right? It was like all or nothing. Yes. Most of them are dual stage now. Mm. The impetus for that was mainly because children were getting injured or killed by airbags. They were also out of position. So what does that mean? Out of position meaning like, so you think of a dummy in a test, it's seated pretty upright. Uh Everything's in place, right? Out of position is, you know, a child is crawling on the dashboard. They're lying down on the seat. They're lying I don't know. They're, They're anywhere playing but. around. Yeah. yeah, right. And then they just get like drop fucking kicked by the airbag. Yes. That, oh yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Now called low risk deployment, where it's a quote unquote softer airbag. The inflator is really is just like igniting both inflators really like within a short time of each other. Mm-hmm. It, they just lengthen the time. Interesting. In between each. Yeah. That just made me think of something. Do you think that we would get to a point where cars would have like biometric sensors in the seats or in the cabin themselves to detect the the weight and size of the person in each individual seat to determine how much you know safety precautions or 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 like the airbags or the the rate at which it ex- explodes or whatever like do you think that is like a th- inevitable or a thing that people are That's working on That's an awesome on? question. Yeah. No, I think with now interior cameras being more of a thing, they can really start classifying. Right now, most classification is just based on weight. Yeah, with the addition of a camera, you can really start, you know, putting people in So like you you would have like um and please correct me if I'm wrong, because I mm-hmm. almost certainly am going to be um, no like a, a weight sensor in like each front seat. And yep. and that is, I'm assuming, going to inform how each of those airbags or the ones in those areas are going to deploy. One thing I would love to hear your opinion on. I've heard multiple times from friends of mine who have gotten into automotive collisions <laughs> that um, they're like, my airbags didn't work. My airbags didn't deploy. Like my car is unsafe, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what I usually tell them is like, I'm like, you must not have been in a, a forceful enough impact yeah. because I, I, I have to imagine there is a, a threshold for when the car is like pop all these fucking balloons off and, you know, yeah. total myself versus like, you know, a, 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 something that I guess it would be more able to be withstood and not have serious injury. I guess the first question is, were any of them injured? No, in, in the instances I'm thinking of, um, I can't tell you like specifics because I wasn't there. Yeah, but I know one one of them. Um, oh, hello, Nina. Hello, Nina's Sorry, asshole. Nina's, Nina's butt is in the frame. One of these was in like a OA Civic, and I they rolled the car. Um, oh, I don't know what speed. I don't know. I, I I don't. But the airbags did not deploy. And then um, one of my my best friend. Her, her mom had a maybe like a 2012 Buick Enclave, like that that first generation Enclave, and they got hit. I think while merging onto the highway, or they were on the highway and they got hit by someone merging, something like that. There was it was like a it was like a side know, swipe, a, more so. yeah, something like that, and they yeah. spun out. And her mom was like, "The airbags didn't deploy," and the car is saying like, "Service 
you know, blah, 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 and it's broken and, you know, whatever. And I'm like, hmm. I'm not sure if that's technically true. Cause like when I had my, um, when I had my G35, I had no seven infinity G35. That was Atlanta's punching bag, as I like to describe it. Um, <laughs> I, I T-boned somebody who turned in front of me and uh, I don't know how fast I hit them. I, I like stood on the brake. So I scrubbed quite a bit of speed before hitting them. Yeah. Um, certainly didn't feel nice, but the airbags didn't deploy. Right. And, and, and I, I had a passenger with me, my friend Josh, yeah. and we were both fine. Like we were both completely uninjured, but, um, you know, I, I, there's something, I think I love, I love this. I love Nina walking by periodically. <laughs> um, there's something I think to She's making her presence known, <laughs> like y- you wouldn't, you, it, it probably wouldn't be safe to have the airbags deploy at like a low speed collision necessarily. Right. Like, and of course, like you're. Yeah. Exerting all of those restraints and then just like you're fucking totaling the car because like that's expensive. Like that's that's it's expensive. But I mean, ultimately, it's an explosive in your car. Right. It's always a risk. So I think like when you think of a restraint, you first think of an Mm -hmm. airbag, Mm -hmm. an airbag. I mean, uh, sorry, a Mm seatbelt. An airbag is still technically called a supplemental restraint system. So the air, the seatbelt is supposed to be doing most of the work. Um, interesting yeah unless so, it's I submarine mean, yeah, be, <laughs> yes yeah nitsa still investigates cases where you know customers are complaining that the airbag didn't deploy um interesting yeah there there is always a threshold of whether or not it's necessary you know what i I'll, i want to say two things um that i find somewhat fascinating so my daily driver miss ml she's a 99 um, she has side, she has side impact airbags in the doors, in the front doors. The and I torso. think it was, yeah. I think it was one of the first SUVs or maybe even like maybe the first standard, something like that. It, it was pretty early if I'm not mistaken. It is pretty early. That. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, like that is the newest vehicle I own. And, um, <laughs> it has a, uh, that's wild. <laughs> it has, a, I sold the other two that I had. It, it has a sticker in the, um, in the door jam that says like replace these at x date ah yeah and that date was 2016 and like yeah (laughs) and like you hear about like the takata airbag thing right like and you know my vehicle my car is not included in that but like that was the non-desiccated inflators if i'm not mistaken and they became too volatile and they were exploding in people's faces just like what is like what is the reasonable shelf life of something like this like am i I don't know. Like it, people drive older cars, like the the average yeah. age of a car on the road is just increasing. That's I don't know if you... quite beyond me. I'm not too sure, but mm-hmm. I think it was part of FMVSS that you would have to have a label saying that you need to replace these by X date. I'm um, like, where the fuck am I getting airbags? But no one, yeah, no, no customer is going to actually do it. There's right, maybe like a, a couple thousand dollars, right? And by that time, the car is probably on its what, like third, fourth owner. Like, who's actually going to do it? Right. So like I paid twenty seven fifty for this car that I've spent. Yeah, and then you're going to pay multiples of that on. To, right. Yeah. That's so interesting that you last week said that you were not going that you would go out of your way to stop a ticking sound, but for your own health and safety, <laughs> would not replace a fucking airbag. Well, like that's what that's, <laughs> I guess that's it is grown math. <laughs> but like no, like that's kind of like the impetus of, impetus of my question is like um, you know like. I, I ponder this somewhat 
like often is like, am I just gonna like get like fucking yeeted through my back windshield by this airbag? Like if I ever do get into like a front impact in it, like like at what point does it become like unsafe? Right? Like I don't I don't know if there's even like can anybody even say right? Like at least it's not the Takata one, right? But like yeah. my 06 Accord had that, and that had to be replaced. My 99 Accord had that. It wasn't. It wasn't replaced when I bought it. Back then, yeah, okay, yeah, and I, I literally, I bought that car, and I was like, "Is this included in the recall?" And I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, it not only is it, it has never been done. It's not remedied yet." And I drove it to the dealer, and I was like, "You can keep it until this is done." <laughs> but so like, oh, oh, this is a this is a story you might appreciate, or you know, it's it's interesting. So same same family that had that enclave, right? Hmm. Um, my my friend's brother, he bought. I think it was an 01. It might have been an 02 Accord. So same generation as the 99 I had, but it was a sedan. And I remember, uh, again, because I'm a psychopath, I found out about this Takata recall. And I went to him and I was like, have you gotten a recall notice for your car? He's like, yeah, well, I didn't do anything about it. And I was like, you call the motherfucking dealership tomorrow? <laughs> And you make an appointment to get that replaced. <laughs> yeah. And I, we were at like his parents' house were, you know, and his mom was there. And I was like, you make sure he does that. So he goes and gets it replaced, right? A week later, crashes the car, airbag deployment. No way. And Whoa. I, next time I saw him, I was like, you could literally have been killed. Yeah. Like, that's how serious wow. that was. But like, he had like that brand new airbag and yeah deployed that's wild i mean in my mind like yeah i mean i see i've seen so many crash tests and Mm. airbags have not been a problem at all they work as as usual but in the end it is still an explosive right and i just think of which is yeah it's it's (laughs) wild to me that that's kind of that was the solution we came up with let's put something to blow up into your face pointed Uh, at your face yeah yeah right for something at such a high speed i mean i think Something at equal it's or greater wild. speed makes makes sense, right? I mean, but it is still I mean, fun. Yeah. I mean, it is still yeah. wild. <laughs> it is wild, yeah. And I just think of, I mean, I'm, how many airbags does each car come standard with now, right? Like, the amount of airbags. I remember when I got my 2010 TC, it had a nine airbag. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. that was that was revolutionary. I'm Some not used cars to are coming airbag. with center airbags now. So you don't bonk your head to the passenger so center like in like in front mi- in, mid dash center console yeah uh the oh my Hyundai, God, like balloons, it, does it like balloon up i believe it does i think all of the genesis products have it um, really it's mounted i believe on the driver like bolster oh so um, it, it comes, comes out, out the from the seat, seat. yeah it comes interesting out of the seat. yeah um, i remember reading about like okay so this is another thing that you know in addition to my you know, the fact that I'm driving around a potential death bomb. So my 1990 Accord, she is pre airbags. So not, I learned clearly nothing from my 944 accident. Um, she has the, uh, they're like the uh, active seat belts or whatever they're oh, auto, the automatic, automatic seat belts. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. 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 That's standard on all the Genesis models. That's amazing. Look at the, look at technology. The thing that I discovered about, my accord that I then verified afterwards, I was replacing a window regulator in the, the back doors needed window regulators when I bought the car. And then I think I had to take the 
oh yeah, when I replaced the speakers and the front doors, I had to take the door panels off. And I was like, there are no beams. There are no side impact beams in, in these the doors. Door. Yeah. And so I'm like, wow, this was a literal, like, this was the best selling car of 1990. It's like wild, the Honda right? Accord. Yeah. And it did not have anti-lock brakes. It did not have airbags. It did not have side impact door beams, right? This was like, go buy this and put your family in it, you freak. Like, and then the, and by 92, but by what 92. Other cars were better than that, right? right. Other than, I don't know. You spend one and a half times more for a Volvo or something. Right. At but the Toyota Volvo, honey, choose, you're either dying in cunty style or you're dying <laughs> on your way to your middle management job at fucking Walmart. I don't know. Tesco. That is a British Tesco. company. <laughs> <laughs> Let's transition away from um, submarining. Marcus, I'm interested remember, to know. Wait, remember, belts on bones. Belt on bones? Is that, the, is that a term? I heard it at a conference, but it makes sense, right? You don't, Ladies and gentlemen, submarining, when you're thinking of submarining, right, you want the belt to be on. You want your pelvis your strapped belt. in. Yes. Strap on pelvis. You know what? Oh, belt on bones. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to think about that every time I drive now. <laughs> but no, um, Marcus, thank you so much for telling us this slightly disturbing but deeply insightful information about um, automotive safety. You're I welcome. wanted to know a little more about your personal vehicles so like um what do you if anything what do you drive right now um and i want to hear about like maybe your most like the the most favorite vehicle you've ever owned and maybe the least favorite as well least favorite is hard so i drive uh an m440 convertible right now Ooh, spicy it's i love it what color been, is it is it the green one it's green on tan i've seen it on your interest yeah i've seen it on your instagram that's yeah. hot i love it i'm so je- um, i'm so jealous and then now that my hair is blonde, my mom is like, you look like some TikToker. Just in <laughs> your convertible. <laughs> you're like, I got it to match the seats. Mm-hmm. And you're my like dog. a sample. Oh, <laughs> color coordinated. Yeah. Um, I honestly, one of my favorite vehicles I had was my i3. <laughs> Really? Really? Those things are so funny to me. Like, I think they're cool and I would absolutely own one. But so, what did you like about it? Did you have the range extender? I had the range extender. I. You have to. I have to. I had a 15 range extender that I drove from here in New Jersey to Madison, Wisconsin. (laughs) How far of a drive was that? Mm, 1,500 miles? I think like that. you drove 1500 so, miles in a BMW i3 with, I think it had 60 miles of electric range at that point. <laughs> so, okay. But like, okay. So how does that, how does that work? So like they, the range extender, uh, it, it is not connected to the wheel. She just exists to charge yeah. the battery. So like, yeah. Could you, this is going to sound so stupid. Bear with me. Like could, you could just keep moving as long as you had fuel. Yes, but it had a two-gallon tank. <laughs> a two-gallon tank. Wait a second, that acted that acted as a generator too. So it gener it it. The it, range it extender charged. was only a generator. It did yeah, not. Power it it was wheels. not connected oh. to the wheels at all, right? Yeah, it was only thirty-seven horsepower, I believe. Thirty-five. Yeah. Oh my god! So I did, did you not stop know for that. fuel every like ten seconds? Like how did how did that end up working? It ended out? up being every hour. Oh uh, my god. 
I on that round trip, I counted twenty-seven gas stops. <laughs> oh I, my god! It was quite an adventure. I, I camped it? in it. It was it was an adventure. It. I, it was like yeah, and then I sold it a couple months later. Oh. So it was it was like a wow. little like goodbye trip. But that sounds great. kind of. I mean, like that sounds fun, but also like maddening. Did it? Did it feel really frequent? Did you feel like, like I just got back on the highway and I have to stop again? Like, was yeah. it early? But I mean, what's nice about this country is that you can just you just exit and there's a gas station right and then you go back right. on the ramp. So, right. it, I mean, and filling a two gallon tank was like thirty seconds. So you're to you're be in honest, and out. <laughs> when I when I go on road trips, like um, we met at. I forget yeah. which event, but it was it was in West Virginia at Summit Point. Yeah. So, you know, that's about a 10-hour drive for me. And um, I'm going to be doing it again this year. And I'm like, I love a road trip. At the same time, mommy loves a nice big old iced coffee when she drives on the road. And I pee yeah. so much. So, like, I'm over here thinking, like, okay, every hour sounds kind of ridiculous. But I'm like, I got to piss that off in any way sometimes. So, it's just like. So, yeah. Why Get not? yourself an I3 Rex. You know, so, like. That it's fascinating because I've actually pondered an i3 before, not necessarily even a Rex, just because like I could do 95% of my driving with a car that had like maybe 20 miles of electric range. Yeah. So I'm yeah. very fascinated by that. And you have a house. So you right? get a new one. leaf. Let me go into those dilapidated ass leaves. No, I, I, when I bought this house, I put in, I, I paid for someone to run a 50 amp. Um, cause in my house is a 200 amp electrical service. It paid for a 50 amp, um, um, like junction box to be put in by my garage door awesome. because I was like, I'm going to buy an electric car. And, um, I didn't, <laughs> just, <laughs> I drive a SUV that's currently averaging uh 16 miles per gallon. Yeah. Um, and you never will. So, <laughs> and I never will <laughs> until they're 25 years old. Um, <laughs> but no, and at um, that point the battery is at 20 <laughs> miles of range. The battery <laughs> is no, the battery is like, becoming one with the earth again at that point yeah wow. you know, okay so that you said that was your favorite what do you do you have a least favorite or is there did you just have a, too many good cars i just have good taste uh, she's like I guess wow I don't, buy, I don't buy shit <laughs> um, Damn. i went from i3 to an m550 no that's how that, that's how that goes though yeah like that like you get you have something that is like so conservative with gas, um, I, and, then and I had to like, make up for it. So yeah, you're like yeah. you had to bitch. I want two turbos, e not two cylinders. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right on my yeah. V fucking eight. Right, like I had fun with it, but it was too much car for me. I really? I also go into city a lot, so it was just it was harder to park. Go like from a little jelly bean parking that, and then having this boat. You're, you're um, right. Like just like the physical dimensions physical of the car. Dimensions, I could never use the power. Um, Fair. Listen, I parked a mid-sized pickup truck in Manhattan and Brooklyn. I think anybody could do anything. Weekly? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Well, yeah, no, everything um, that we've talked about is like, I, it's so eye opening. I had no idea about like the submarining stuff and like, it's crazy. I it's, think I'm going to lie awake at night thinking about my internal organs being crushed by Please a Please no. I mean, <laughs> I, this was actually one point I wanted to touch on before. Mm. Like, we get all this, like, doom and gloom 
media from from NHTSA and IHS, and yes, we still get a lot of fatalities on U.S. roads, but it's also we really do have to celebrate how far cars have come at this point. Um, did you ever see that Kia Soul getting like yeeted on the highway by a wheel? Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. Imagine like it it completely like was in the air and and like landed on its roof and it's completely fine. That was right? horrifying. It's I actually what's crazy is there's this one story uh the previous president of IHS he was one of the I know the, what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Continue please. And this was before I worked at the company too so I was like yes big win. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so he he had a 540. He was driving on a highway in Virginia. He was hit by a driver going the wrong direction on the highway, also going at like 60, rolled over and was stuck upside down for about uh, apparently half an hour or something. Holy so shit. imagine a 60 to 60 crash, right? Oh my um, fuck. And he walked away. Like that's it's so yeah, like there's, there's a lot to celebrate. Obviously, there's still more ways to go, but right. you don't necessarily need to be laying awake at well, night. I think with, <laughs> and I think with, I think with like new cars that Chris won't buy, I think they will, <laughs> they definitely have like a lot more safety and technology, like like this the frontal crash mitigation and right. like, um, emergency how about we braking don't crash in to the, begin with. That's like, a whole, know, right. yeah. That's a whole other thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? Um, I think we've talked about it before, and just right before we wrap up, I want to mention this because um, something that pisses me off so deeply to my core is when people are like, they don't make cars like they used to. They used to be uh, big old tanks, you know, like shit like that. Yeah. And I know, I know, you know, the video I'm about to talk about. The yeah. One of the the was like a 08 Malibu. In the 59 Bel Air. Kluver, have you seen this one? No. It's a crash test that they did. I assume in like 2008 or like, you know, the mid-aughts, whatever. Of a then new Chevy Malibu. You know, relatively standard spec, you know, mid-size sedan. Against what would have been its rough equivalent from the 1950s. Like a predecessor. Yeah, and that Malibu ripped through that fucking Bel Air like it was tissue paper and that the 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 you would have been dead like so many kinds of dead in that Bel Air and it's then the wild the inside so, of Malibu is just like oh did we hit a curb like yeah yeah so that <laughs> those two cars are still on display in the lobby at IHS that I know that video like really? blew up cuz it, it is wow. very uh it's crazy to see right but if you see yeah. the car in person, like the Bel Air, that the steering column, we have we have collapsing steering columns now, right? That yeah. steering column is like up in the roof now. So oh I don't want to know what would have happened if there was a person in there. So cars are not wow. built like they used to, but for the better. <laughs> Yeah, because people will say, like, oh, that car crumpled. Like, it's so bad in an accident. It's like, Brenda, would you rather your fucking liver and your internal <laughs> organs absorb all the action, like, the impact of this crash? 
Like it's it's I don't know. It's just it's madness. No, I, the action like it's a positive right, it thing. Bad. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I've I've gotten a couple questions about the Cybertruck, right? Because the thing is not crumpling. And Tea. I had a friend actually text me about I. There was this one like Twitter photo of this of like the side view of the crash, mm-hmm. and the dummy in the back is just like way forward and he was like is there no seatbelt in the back or is it not working and i was like it's probably working but it's working very hard to limit the load on the dummy so it has to move forward a lot because the car didn't absorb the energy so okay so that's actually very fascinating um so it's what you're saying is like because it didn't crumple that is transferring the force to the occupant it literally is yeah yeah so the seatbelt has to do the work now and so the, like how how can they make it is this an example of like what you were saying earlier where it's like it, it complies with fmvss like yeah shoot, go crank yeah. them out but yeah. like it's potentially or at least for certain occupants not as as safe of a vehicle as others that are available yeah wow absolutely yeah um, and it's ugly wow that's fascinating i it's it's just interesting to me that you would make a vehicle like that in the year of our lord kylie minogue 2024 um <laughs> and not make it as safe as it possibly could be necessarily right because of um choosing form over function well, that's all I'll say about that. I think way in the beginning, didn't Elon say like, "Oh, the Cybertruck's not going to need airbags or something like that"? That was oh my god, it ain't going to need them because it's going to kill everyone inside immediately. <laughs> yeah. Christ. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Tesla fanboys are still going to go off, and they're like Teslas are the safest cars, and fanboys go. Fan. Oh my god, they're not unsafe, right? But not as safe as they could be. Yes. Well, um, thank you, Marcus, so much for joining us today. We have thoroughly enjoyed having you on. Uh, this has been thank the you. most educational episode that we have ever had, period. Um, we have not had an expert of your uh, expertise on. Uh, and thank you for oh, dealing with our, mal- our malarkey. <laughs> yes, thank uh, you so much. I'm horrified yet informed. Yes, horrified I'm and glad. informed. That is <laughs> good. That's going to be the title. Um and yeah, you're welcome to come back anytime. And um, we're going to end here. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe on all and any and all platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcast, um, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio. I don't know, etc. There's seven platforms. Go listen all on all of them. We now have our contributions open on Spotify. If you would like to uh, contribute, we do have those avenues open. You can contribute 99 cents a month, 4.99 a month, or 9.99 a month. Uh, you can cancel at any time, and uh, it goes right back into the podcast, and it goes into some new airbags for Chris's ML. Um, and we. Uh, would also like to do a special shout out to our YouTube listeners and watchers. Thank you guys. Please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on there. And um, yeah, that's all I've got. Chris, do you have anything? No. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. <laughs>